Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, once again in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times, and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Hey, man, why do we need these headphones? Uh, I mean, you're like three feet away from me, and I can hear you fine. Right. Why do we need the headphones? Well, because when we hear each other in the box, it, you really feel like you're you're doing something. You know, you're on a show. Plus, uh, it, it, it forces people to kind of mix themselves because they can tell their volume compared to other people's volumes. And, uh, you know, you can hear if you're making noise with the mic or something. See, I can hear you fine right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. hear you as good. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. you deaf or something? Well, no, because I have the headphones on. <laughs> so, I mean, we're like three feet away from each other. I, I don't know, understand but, why we need these headphones. Uh, because we like to be in the... We like to be you in just want to be uh, technical like you're in the studio or uh, well, something. Well, it's, it's, it? It, it, it puts you in the in the, the, the sense that you're on a show, you know? It's, well, I know I'm on a show. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Been doing this for like 200 episodes right, now. Right, I know right, I'm on a show. Right. And we always use headphones for all 200 episodes. Yeah, but why? Well, I'm explaining <laughs> to you. Uh, anyway. Okay, um, well, I guess I'll put my headphones yeah, put, on. Yeah, put the headphones all on. Right. It's been working so far. <laughs> I love this idea that you're only asking this on the 200th episode. Yeah. Uh, well, sounds, you know, well, yeah, right. yeah. better late than never. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, things bother. I start thinking about stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, Your mind like, wanders. You wouldn't be a troubled yeah. man yeah. otherwise. Right. free associate. Yeah. You know, why do I need to wear headphones? We're three feet away from each right, other. Right. You can hear me fine, right? It's a valid question. Well, he yeah. has headphones on, so we can all yeah, hear you. But if he took them off, he'd hear me fine too. Uh, Let's do one show without headphones. Okay, but not this one. Not this one. For Christmas, my Christmas gift. Okay. Let's do one show without headphones. Okay. Can you promise me that? We'll we'll try that. Yes, we'll try that. Okay. All right. Speaking of Christmas, man, uh, you know, and I know people hate to hear people complain about uh, Christmas music, but I gotta say, um, you know, this is uh, it's been eating at me for many, many years, and and you know. uh, at, th- at this point, I'm ready to uh, to to uh, to uh, dig up what's his name? Holly Jolly Christmas. What's that guy's name? Uh, Burl Ives. Ready to d- Ives. dig up Burl Ives and kill him all over again. Oh man. wow! But oh, wow. well, you don't celebrate Christmas, so what do you care? No, but when I go into the store, I'm bombarded with the with the music. You know, it's uh, it's well, um, it is the season. It is the season. So deal with it. And the good thing is, it'll be over soon. That's, yeah, uh, it'll be soon. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. like, like everything. Because there's know. no Hanukkah songs, oh, are man. there? Are there many uh, Hanukkah songs? Oh, there's the dreidel song. But you're the not going to yeah, you're yeah. not going to hear that. No, I don't really want to hear. You know. Any of that, uh, any uh, uh, what do you say, religious music or holiday music? But it's fine. I can, you know. Now, I, when does Chanukah start? <laughs> it uh, actually starts uh, this this uh, Sunday at sundown. So. And what do you do for Chanukah? <laughs> we uh, well, if you want to pronounce it with the ch, you'd go like a het sound, like <laughs> Chanukah. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> Okay, that's a, that's that's definitely. Uh, that's I'm, I'm not even the, Jewish, and I'm offended. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so we light candles. It's the the festival of lights, you know. It's uh, and really, it's it's not a it's not a major holiday in the Jewish calendar, you know. It's a uh, it's a uh, a post biblical holiday. It has well, to do I with. Well, I heard. I just mm-hmm. read that it's not even mentioned in the Hebrew Bible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. post biblical. Yeah, yeah. So, so you just do it for the gifts. Um. Well, it's they they celebrate it. Really, it's a uh, it. it commemorates 
commemorates the rededication of the temple after the after the uh, the Maccabees, which was it's kind of a civil war that happened. Um, the Maccabees were Irish, right? No, well, <laughs> you, you might think so by the by the by the the, the beginning of the name, but no, it was a it was a uh, uh, you know a. a Jewish uh, family, actually, and then it was so they uh, they spearheaded the 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 retaking of the temple. They uh, ejected the uh, the Syrian Greeks who were in control of it at that time, and so it's really it celebrates a military victory more than anything. And the the miracle, uh, you know, it's the uh, of the the oil lasting uh, eight days instead of one uh, you know that, that's not an important part of the uh, of, of the All thing right, let's move on let's right. move it's on over. yeah 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 okay <laughs> Jeez. well you asked man i wasn't going to go into yeah. that anyway how have you been manny I've been fine, man. I'm, uh, you know, I don't, uh, uh, it, it is the season, like, mm-hmm. you know, like we say, and it's a season for giving. It's a season for giving, apparently. Sure. And so what I'm doing, I'm giving up. That's what I'm doing for the season of giving. I'm giving up, okay. like I always do. Like for Lent, I give up. Right. You know, and I'm not even religious. I'm like a uh, an atheist. You're always ready to give up, though. Yeah, I, any I, opportunity. I give up. Yeah. yeah, like I'm ready to give up these headphones. Right. <laughs> you know, do it. Well, yeah. we'll it is to, the season. We'll have to figure out what's what's bugging you about the headphones. Uh, at, well, at, at some point, we don't want to spend any more time on the headphones. Either, yeah, but on this show. I know. But uh, two hundred episodes worth of of, of pinned up angst. This this would be episode two hundred twenty three. Two twenty three. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it takes me a while to get around to things. Right. You know? it like, I haven't done my uh, lawn in like six months. Can deeply oh. relate, you know? my friends. Okay. You know, I haven't done my wife in two months. You know, so okay. it, t- it takes me a while to get to things. Right, right. You know, well, you know there's time for everything. Yeah. It's a. Uh, so I've missed. I, I can't even remember his name. Sure. You know? So I'll, I'll repeat it later on when we come back from the break. Um, so I've missed you at a few uh, social events. Good. That, uh, well. <laughs> What so, social events? Well, the first one that I thought I might see you at was uh, DC Harbold, our good friend and former guest, uh, recently got married uh, a couple of couple of weekends ago. And, really? Yeah, and they had a, a post wedding party at uh, at the Kingpin. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't invited. to I it. think you were. Was I? Where? I didn't get an invitation. I, well, I don't. I don't know where your invitations go. But I, I, uh, I, I didn't. I, I did not know he was I, got so, married. Anyway, so he got married, and they had some of the usual suspects. He had a mail order bride. Um, that not, Asian chick. I, I'm not sure where he got her from. No, uh, she. I, I don't know what her background is. She, but uh, she seemed very lovely. Uh, uh, Tavi. You, Tavi's her name. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds Jewish almost. It, it could Middle be e- Middle Eastern or could something. Could be. I don't know. She she looks. Does like, she celebrate you know, Hanukkah? I didn't ask her about her <laughs> affiliations, oh. but uh, but uh, a what lovely, kind of wedding was it? Well, I I, I didn't go to the wedding. I, I guess they had a. a a wedding someplace. Justice of the peace. No, no, I think they actually had a, a ceremony somewhere because, uh, like, uh, Dan Cooper was the best man. He Who's was, Dan Cooper? You know, Dan Cooper from uh, Bipolaroid. You know, he's the guitar player. Oh Bipolaroid. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Ben Glover from Bipolaroid Glenn was there, Glover, of course. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they had uh, this groovy band. You know, I, I don't see that many groups around town that I think, ooh, that's really cool, but. Uh, uh, the bipolaroid drummer has a duo with his wife, really? and uh, it's kind of like suicide, but uh, not quite so antisocial, you know. So it's like a, a drum machine, uh, you know, like old style beatbox with uh, keyboards. Now, did you get them a gift? 
Uh, I haven't gotten him a gift yet, but I have a, a year to uh, give him a gift. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the cutoff. So, so I did not know this. Yeah, well, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Now, who is DC again? <laughs> so DC Harbold, you know. Our oh, old, DC Harbold, our old yeah. friend who uh, you know has the uh, more fun. He likes comments. hats. He wears hats all the he time. He likes hats. He had a hat yeah. on. He had a bowler on that night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because of that's his whole. Uh, Clockwork orange thing. Yeah, well, he had a tuxedo yeah. on, and the, yeah. I guess the hat went with it. So that was that was. No, I didn't. I didn't know anything about this. And when was this? Uh, it was like a couple of Saturdays ago. Oh, back no. there. Anyway, so I it probably wasn't there. You know why? Because I have World Cup fever. Do you? Yes, I got World Cup fever. How's that going? Oh, it's going. I've got my God. temperatures up to 102. I was going to say because ty- of the fever. Tylenol might, might help. Because of that. the fever. Okay. You know, so, so and they're doing it differently this year because mm. they're having it in this country called uh, Qatar, right? Or Qatar, right. yeah, Qatar, where yeah. they it's legal to have slaves in this con- in that country. And apparently, uh, hundreds of slaves died building all the stadiums. Right, too. right. We were talking yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. So, it's tough, uh, man. but I got the fever it's and bad uh, scene. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't make it over there. Okay, well, how's that going? I, I haven't been following it at all. So oh no, it's been it exciting. Still uh, ongoing. The fucking Argentinians, uh, fucking. Uh, Fucking assholes! They uh, they, <laughs> they won. Well, they won, but okay. they cheated as always. Okay, you know I don't understand. Well, the whole soccer thing seems uh, rife with corruption, right? I mean, there's a lot. Oh of, yeah, uh, there's a lot of corruption. Uh, a lot of soccer. like FIFA, you know. They're, oh they're, yeah, the, Seth the yellow cards. Uh, Seth Blatter is a is a criminal. He's a gangster criminal who runs the whole thing. Um, but I don't understand. Now I have a few uh, foreign friends here in town who uh, you know have world cup fever also and they understand the game a lot more than i do what i don't understand is is when uh, someone is penalized mm-hmm. like in basketball if i'm going up for a shot and you foul me and i get two free throws i take the free throws right but in soccer if you foul me and i get a free penalty kick they can choose anyone anyone, can, any, it, anyone yeah. can take the kick so they always pe- pick the best player okay that doesn't seem right to me right. you know the guy got fouled make him do the kick sure makes sense you know i don't know it's uh, it's it's crazy they're, they're making up the rules as they go along i think well no yeah. these they've been around longer than the nfl and stuff like that okay. so i think they i think they've been uh, setting up the rules yeah so right. but i got the fever there's a couple more matches the big one the the finals on sunday and i hope uh, morocco is the underdog and if they win tomorrow, they'll go to the championship okay. against Argentina. You got some so money ro- on that game? I'm rooting for Morocco. You got some money on the game, man? No, some skin no, in the game, no, as they say? No, no. I, don't, I don't have any money in the Speaking game. Speaking of yeah. skin, there's a mosquito in here, even biting me. Well, they what do you never, expect? We're in a fucking me. toilet. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this fucking place is a toilet, man. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm surprised it's just mosquitoes. Right, right, right. I guess I should count my blessings. Um, so then the next, uh, you got something else on that? No, go uh, ahead. The, then the next uh, social event that I thought yeah, you, you would be at, at yeah. was uh, uh, Deborah Howe's birthday party last well, Thursday. It was Thursday. There was football on Thursday. Right. I'm not going to go to a party. Uh, okay, so I had uh, Thursday night football. Yeah. How'd that all work out? Not very good for me. Okay, yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah. But uh, no, the party I, I, was terrific. It was uh, uh, now uh, there was no shortage of people to talk to, as it turned out. I always, you know, typically if you and I would be at a party together, we would uh, we would uh, exclude everyone else, or you know, not exclude them, but we would uh, be in a in a conversation that would last. Now, a what kind time. of cake was at this party? 
Um, you know, I saw it. It looked very good, uh, but I can't remember. I didn't eat any of it. Uh, You're not a cake person? I'm not too much of a sweets person, no. Really? Yeah. You like the salty? I like the savory, and yeah. I was drinking some uh, wine. They had a lot of mini bottles of wine. Wine with beef jerky. Yeah, sure. That's their kind of thing, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, no, I, I told, uh, my wife told me about it like a few days before, and I said, well, no, I can't do it. Sorry. Right, right. So Anyway, no, we missed you. Know, you um, yeah, well, it's, nobody it's, missed it's me. Very, <laughs> nobody uh, missed me there. I guarantee you, nobody <laughs> missed me. You know, there was an, yeah, in fact, uh, the next day, I think, uh, uh, was... Uh, our friend uh, Monica's birthday. Yes. And they, they had a bunch of people, and I didn't go to that either. Uh, I saw, saw Monica the day after that. Uh, well, Monica was at Deborah's party. We actually, you know, kind of included her and you know, sang happy birthday to her as well there. Yeah, Monica's nuts. Uh, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's Monica. Yeah, uh, and Deborah's Deborah. How what? How old is Deborah? She's like seventy five. Uh, no, like no, no, no. Deborah's just about our age. Oh, man. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah now yeah. she is an artist. Yeah, she's a, a great uh, photographer, printmaker. Uh, does all kinds of. Uh, now has she been on media. the show? Deborah, yeah, Deborah's oh. one of our our first guests okay. actually way back there. Uh, way now, back did she wear headphones day. on the show? Yes, okay. yes, yes, she did. But she wore them around her waist, possibly. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Renee. All right. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on? You know what's going on? Uh, we're going to get a new chief of police. Right, right. Well, do yeah. we know who it is yet? No, we don't know who it well, is. Well, I, I saw that uh, the, the mayor is under the gun. Uh, it, Literally under a gun. Well, well, yeah. There's a gun pointed at her forehead right now. Right, and she's holding it. She, um, yeah. Well, she's playing r Russian roulette. Yeah, sure. I got that same thing in the mail. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling out and this. And you uh, didn't sign it, did you? Uh, well, I, I haven't signed it, no. But, uh, you know, I told you I'm not a recall guy. I just believe that you well, should... Well, how many times has a recall come around mm, in your life? Never. Okay, so how can you say you're not a recall well, guy? Well, I mean, just in principle, you know, I think you should go out and vote for the person that you want. And that's the real problem is nobody went yeah. and voted this time. And, and I know, so but now these they're problems all, didn't, uh, these, didn't uh, come until after she got reelected. Yeah. You know, anyway. So the, you, you just know, don't want to be on a list, right? Uh, no, it's never good because, to be on a list. Yeah, man. especially for Jews, right? Right, yeah, right. It's yeah, not exactly. good to be on a yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, wow. You don't yeah. want to volunteer to, uh, to put yourself on any lists. But uh, so they, they've been having the recall, uh, uh -huh. you know, the petition drive just uh -huh. in person. Now I saw they recently came out with uh, television commercials. Oh, yeah. You've seen those? It's like uh, animated. It's very no, crude. I haven't but, seen those, but, but uh, I've seen the billboards that are kind of animated, the, too. Right, right. I think the same same uh, design company must be behind them. Well, and we that, only have about two months. This is a flyer, right? So it's a full court press on this, and they have all the, yeah, all all the, the stuff that points she's done. of, of yeah, complaint talk, here, yeah. you know? The Pontalba Apartments, uh, you know, she's shacking up with, uh, or Mayor, you know, allegedly. Uh, and she's getting Brazilian waxes for free on taxpayer money. Did you know that? Crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the outrage never she's ends. She's all right, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, she seems like a good guy. Sure. Well, we'll see how it, it all like works. It was like Trump. You know, I was really rooting for him for a while. Then he just was a disappointment. You know? Yeah, it didn't, didn't yeah, quite he didn't really meet, out, meet your expectations. Guy. Yeah, he didn't really pan out, no. that guy. Um, but, uh, uh, you were we this we came uh, upon this because we were talking about, about a new chief the new chief of police well, yes our chief of police is going to resign at the in about two weeks right 
and he's going out on a bang because we have to, we're number one in murder. Yes. So he's going out on a we're bang. We're number one. Now, is that a, a gig that you, you know, no, I, I would never want gig? No, I don't wouldn't want to be chief of police. I don't really like the outfits, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. If you were really into the uniform. And badges, I don't need no badges. Need right, 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 right. Uh, never wear a policeman's badge. Yeah. Right. Uh, but no, the, the big thing that's going on is that everyone's expecting uh, Latoya, our mayor, because she does not want to listen to anybody. Her own city council, her own people, her own advisor. A lot of people are thinking that she's going to just appoint another crony from the city where everyone thinks, well, you, you got to do the right thing and, and look outside the box. Do a national search. Do a national search. But that's going to take time. Right. Well, that's okay. Well, the, the thing that she's uh, looking at is after the first of the year, this, uh, this um, statute kicks in where the city council has oversight and they, they have to sign right. off and on she it. She doesn't want to listen to that. But if she, if she appoints someone before the first of the year, the that statue does not apply so she can appoint someone but she's got to do it in a hurry so it's a strange uh, well, quirk it, of the law I, yeah, it sounds yeah. like and it's good it, her advantage is it's the holiday so no one's listening right you know, everyone's out you know partying yeah. they don't give a fuck right you know so we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks um, I do know one thing whoever she appoints she's gonna make wear headphones <laughs> She's going to make them wear headphones. We'll call it the Manny Chevrolet law. Why don't we get those headphones that those guys at the airport wear on the runway? Can we get those? Yeah, those don't have any wires on them. Those are just uh, like earmuffs, basically. But those uh, would be cool. That's pretty think? cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, you really can't hear in those. I'll get you an orange vest, too. You know, sharpen up your Give me you know, an orange style suit, and I'll feel that. There home. you go. Right. We'll style, style, uh, <laughs> style makeover. Yeah. So yeah, that's exciting stuff for our city. We're gonna get a new crook, another crook. You know. Sure. Well, you know, it's, you know. it's always nice to have a new face around. Right. Well, uh, got anything else or? Yeah, we, uh, I do have okay. something else. Right. I don't know about you, but you know, we all get like emails, and we get a lot of junk emails, and sometimes it goes into your spam, and sometimes it goes just to your regular email box, your inbox, and. Uh, I try to ignore most of it, um, but I have been getting in my inbox, I don't know if you've been getting these, but I've been getting these emails from a product called I forget, Luminae, Lumine, but it's uh, anal deodorant. Mm. Have you heard of this stuff? Mm -hmm, yeah. You have? I have, yeah. Do you use it? No. Oh, Okay. But you know about it. I have heard. Uh, now, how does someone know? How does, how does some told. company know that I need anal deodorant? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, the algorithm just has you pegged. Uh, I guess. Because uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm an asshole. Un completely <laughs> unintended. Well, I figure, you know, like soap and water works pretty good, right? Everybody takes a shower. I mean. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I wash down there. Sure. All the time. Yeah, so. You know, let's, uh, uh, yeah. Why, why all of a sudden I'm on this mailing list? For anal deodorant. Uh, why do they even? Ha again, why does this product exist? They want uh, your because money. there's a sucker born every minute. There you go. There you, you know? go. They 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 uh, you know advertisers uh, create a need where uh, where one doesn't exist before, and then and then uh, and they. Well, I'd like a to ask the troubled search nation for out there. Yes. How you. many of our troubled nation people uh, use it or get these emails? Okay. And uh, how many of them uh, get it? Get this uh, product, but won't admit to it. 
Okay, well, you can uh, you can write in anonymously. Uh, you know, we have a uh, right. troublemenpodcast at gmail dot com. That's uh, yeah. Our, uh, our, I'd like to hear. I'd like to know what the nation thinks. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of uh, troubled people, let's introduce our guest. Sure, sure. Great uh, segue. Yeah, <laughs> he's a. Uh, uh, fantastic guest. I've been been after him for a good long time. We finally uh, wrangled him here into the uh, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge. He's a, a stellar uh, piano player, an organ player, Grammy nominated piano and organ player, singer. He's uh, he, he can do it all: uh, funk, jazz, rock. He's he's got a, a, a deep knowledge of of the the vocabulary of all these these uh, these different styles. Uh, he's currently doing a, a, a smash residency on Monday nights at the Saturn Bar that I've been hearing fantastic things about. I think last night you, you had a, uh, a uh, James Booker night. Uh, just a few weeks ago, you had a Alan Toussaint. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a deep dive Did into an all Alan of that. Night, yeah. So we're going to find out. And he's played with all, all kind of people. You know, a lot of our former guests, Johnny Vodakovich, Mike Dillon, uh, Simon Lott is a, a, a close co-conspirator of his, a mm-hmm. uh, uh, former member of uh, Pretty Lights, uh, a great uh, 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 national electronic music artist, and uh, we'll, we'll get into all that. But without further ado, the great Mr. Brian Coogan, BC likes to be called. Ah, Welcome, BC. Ah, Welcome. Ah, ah. Thank you. Thank you. The crowd went wild. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you can see the. Thank you for overstating my, my bio. Well, making you know, me look good, Renee. Uh, that's what we Appreciate like to do that. here. That's, it's, that. uh, we, we like to uh, to to lull our guests into a, a sense of security. <laughs> right, right, right. Pull the rug out from yeah, and then drop on. the hammer. That's right, right. Before we tear you apart. Well, yes, well, yes. Well, uh, Brian, you know, as I can I call you Brian? Yes, okay. I, I don't. Yeah, it's, BC. I've been uh, going by just because I like it, but yeah, yeah the no, B stands like for Brian. Right, right, right. So what about good. Coogan? All good. Can I just call but, you? Yeah, Coogan? lots of people call me by my last name. Yeah, that's all fine, or some variation, Coogs. Coog. Coogie, Coogie Pops. There you go. Uh, Jeffrey Clemens the had a Cougar. great one. The Cougar. The oh, Cougar. Uh, Brian Cougar Mellencamp. That was <laughs> that was one. Uh, and Jeffrey Clemens had a great one. A great Coogly Moogly. A little uh, Frank Zappa reference there. Okay, oh. I, like it. I liked that one too. So, are you from down here? I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Ah. Oh. My. Did you ever uh, get back there? Uh, occasionally. Yeah. Family occasionally. still there. Yeah, my immediate family still always yeah. there. Yeah. Kind of a uh, a lot of traffic in there. Yeah, the, the, the freeway system. Wow, we're gonna do, we're gonna do deep deep dive on BR. Yeah. What you know about the two two five, Manny? Two two five. You repping the two two five? What's I, up? I, I know to not go on the two two five. Not yeah. between like uh, yeah seven a.m. and six p.m. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In fact, I was just out Under in Baton Rouge last week. I had to go to Baton Rouge last week. Uh huh. What you doing up there? Uh, but I, I had the Google Maps help me. There out. you go. They they got me around pretty quickly. Wow, Baton. Yeah, no, you need Baton Rouge is very. Uh, Isn't that? Uh, it's not laid out very well. That's for sure. No, they. Uh, but they're. they're working on it you know and you know it's a state capital because state capitals are usually boring places you know there's only a few very exciting state capitals that's probably true austin's a cool austin's a capital yeah Yeah. that's a very hip place austin where baton rouge uh, you know we're the we're the 
Salem, Oregon of the South. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> or whatever. I don't, oh, is Salem, is it, isn't that one? I think I'm, it is Salem. I'm harking yeah. back to my elementary school days. Nice, okay. nice. Well, and speaking of elementary schools, yeah. you know, there, there, there's not a, a ton of you uh, in, in the, the bio department, so we're going we're gonna to find that out right right, right tonight. We're going to dig into it, you know. So, Great. So i got to keep some mystique, Renee. Well, you know, we'll see. Can't give um, all the secrets away. Sure, sure. Well, you know. I'm, to I'm, the I'm, internet. Right, right. Well, so uh, you've already said you, you grew up in Baton Rouge. Um, uh, so what was your, uh, your high school or what was your, your school experience there uh, as, as far as uh, playing piano? You started playing as a young child? I did, yeah. I sure did. And uh, taking classical piano? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. This is this is going to be the, a very boring part of the bio. Well, but we're yeah. we're going to move quickly. <laughs> this part. No, no. I mean, I yeah, I had some great teachers growing up, uh, and yeah. Because this was in school or privately? Uh, no, privately. Yeah. Okay. Privately. So you came from money, right? Is uh, that it? I middle class, certain so, solidly middle class upbringing. You're, yes. you're, suburban you're, middle class upbringing. Now, absolutely. when you were taking lessons, mm-hmm. private lessons, yeah. Did you wear headphones? <laughs> um, I can't say that I ever did, Manny. No. Did you want to wear headphones? Probably not. Okay. Okay. Because you're I like don't four recall. years old, right? Yeah, I was pretty young. So you're like Rock Me Amadeus, right? Was yeah, something you? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who can it be now? I don't know what was on the radio in the early '80s. Oh, okay. Shit like that. So, uh, so. In these formative years, were you uh, already into pop music and and uh, were, were yeah? I'll briefly tell the story that my uh, my f- the, my father's side of the family is from New Orleans and uh, deep Irish Catholic background, and uh, so I uh, they were always listening. To, my dad had a really great record collection, and uh, you know I think my parents sort of pined for the idea of living having left New Orleans, and so they were often listening to uh, all of that old great classic. You, our now, New Orleans they R&B. left New Orleans by choice, or yeah, they didn't like it here. Uh, the you crime. Know, I, well, the family. I would were say it's my grandparents' generation were definitely a part of White Flight, okay. and they moved out to Metairie, and then my parents just took it one step further and moved okay. to Baton Rouge. Um, but I, you know, I heard a lot of those great records growing up, so I'm very lucky that I. I that's the kind of music I was listening to growing and up. All old Allen and Doctor Jones. Her, her side of the family from Philadelphia. Oh, well, that's a weird mix. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, also deeply Irish Catholic oh, people. Okay. Though, you know, it's, she's a McCarthy. And how did they meet? In school or something? Yeah, her, her father worked for Boeing, actually. And they, um, they moved all around. And, and uh, when Mishi was built, he moved, they moved down here. And she, she's been in South Louisiana ever now, since. Now, is one or both of your parents uh, academics or a doctor or something? My father was a doctor, yes. Okay. a pediatrician in Baton Rouge. That's, oh, okay. that's correct. Okay. Yeah. But a, 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 a sort of an, an amateur musician who really loved, who really, um, I think, really sort of wanted to be more of a musician than he was. I, oh. I don't know if that's totally accurate, but that's my impression. So there he, were, he is no longer with us, so I can't ask him. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's right. So they were excited to have a, a son be as talented and devoted to music as you were. Yes, absolutely. Uh, very supportive of, of that idea that I could become an artist or a musician. You know? nice. I, I, me and my siblings are all very different. My brother was a professional athlete. My sister is a lawyer. So we all did really different things, mm-hmm. and uh, they were very supportive of, of all of us. So Nice. Lucky Your brother played pro sports? He did. He was a very good baseball player. 
Really? Yeah. Zach I, Coogan? I grew up... <laughs> is that his name? Very good guess. Oh, okay. Think Played more Irish, Ran- though. The Rangers? Plays, pl- think more Irish. Uh, but rhymes with Zach. Mick Coogan? That's a, a, that's what he calls Seamus, his son, actually. Seamus Coogan? <laughs> uh, very, yeah. Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Okay. There you go. Kind of around Never with heard Zach. of him. Zatrick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who did he play with? Well, he was uh, sort of a star at LSU, and they were very good in the 90s, the LSU baseball team. And then he played in the St. Louis Cardinals organization for... Oh. Three years. He never made it up to the show, but oh, he never did. Yeah, Triple A was as far as he got. Okay, uh. now now that's reminding me. One time, so uh, you, yeah, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where you're going. With the with iguanas. This. You've played with all Absolutely, kinds of bands yeah. around New Orleans, but uh, at one time you were on the road with the iguanas, and we were in Omaha at the same time they had the College World Series. Exactly where Joe Cabral is from, right? And his parents always go to the yep. College World Series, and you got to go to the College World Series. Was that a thrill of a lifetime for you? Well, I had been many times before. Really? Yeah, okay. we went when my brother and them won it in the 90s so I hadn't nice. been in uh, in a long time so it was very strange to just happen to be in Omaha and, uh-huh. get, and uh, Joe's parents hooked me up with some tickets and me and Joe went I believe I think me and Joe went I can't remember now now do you I find it, see I used fun. to be a big baseball fan long long time yeah. ago but I find baseball just very hard to watch anymore I, I get. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. You really have to be a. St- it's it's not a game for the casual watcher. I think you have to really understand the ins and outs of the game, or it's not. It's going to be boring. I think. You know? Yeah, it's, it's there, a chess there, match of sorts. It is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, soccer's kind of like that too. Yeah, it's, soccer's you know, the, the same Cup, way you know. too. Yeah. Yeah. But soccer guys, they constantly are constantly fa- moving, faking injuries too. <laughs> well, that's yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Whereas in baseball, you try to get you really, the foul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're fake. I, I just don't understand. I know it's a chess match with baseball, but mm-hmm. he, as a kid, I loved baseball. I mm-hmm. grew up a Dodger fan. You mm-hmm. know? But now I can't even watch it. I just cannot watch it anymore. <laughs> Past probably 25 years, I have him. The last time actually I really enjoyed baseball was in uh, 1986. Sure. The Mets. The Mets. When I was That's in Vegas. Series. When I was in Vegas with some buddies of mine about two nights before the season started. And we're fucked up on coke and booze and hookers and, you know, flaca. Sure. And, uh, You'd have fit in quite well with the 86 mess, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I was fucked up. I was at Caesars Palace Sportsbook. And I looked at the odds who could win the World Series. And I thought, oh, the Mets are going off at like 12 to 1 or something like that. So I put like, I think I put like 120 bucks down on them wow. to win. To win it all. So you won 1200 bucks or something. I won, yeah, a little more than that, I think. Maybe I put more down. But I had forgotten about the bet. And then, ah. And, um, cause Being the that it had been six months since yeah, you had placed it. Yeah, and all of a sudden the Mets are in the playoffs. I'm in my apartment. Mm-hmm. and uh, No, actually I'm in New York with this girl that I was seeing and on my way back to L.A., and she's like, oh, the Mets are in the playoffs. And we start watching a game and going... I think I bet on them to win it all. So I get back to L.A., I, I look through my drawer, I find that ticket. Nice. And boom, two weeks later, they're the world champions. That what one. a great series. That's the first World Series that I remember. Yeah. I was born in 1979, so oh, I was, I was, I was six yeah. or seven years old. I was in high school. Well, it's yeah. a classic series. The Red Sox, yeah. of course, hadn't won it in, uh, since 1918 yeah. and, and blah, blah, blah. The Mookie hit. The Mookie under the... Buckner Bill Buckner, glove. yeah, yeah. The, the famous play. Yep. Yeah. In game six, yep. 
Yeah. So back are to we, you. Are we, are we out, out of your league here? Uh, out of your depth, uh, Renee? Definitely, definitely. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to get back to Is this to, a baseball uh, podcast? Well, so it, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> it's you, a gambling podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a gambling podcast. <laughs> right. Great, great. Sponsored by FanDuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, How's no, your fantasy team doing, man? I'm kidding. Go ahead, get, getting, getting back to uh, to your, your formative musical years, I read a, a story somewhere where you're, you're talking about uh, your parents bringing you to see Dr. John yes. early on. Yes. Talk, talk, that was a... I mean, I, I, it's still... At his house or in concert? It was actually in concert. Okay. He did, you know, he played a lot of solo piano shows. He made that great record, those couple great records in the early 80s, solo piano. And he was doing, and this was after he had ridden the roller coaster of, of you know, pop semi-stardom or whatever. Right. Had Right Place was a, was a hit, kind right. of, and made those great records with the meters. and. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in those early, I think he was still pretty heavily addicted to heroin at that time, and he was basically didn't have a band as much. You know, he was doing mostly solo piano uh-huh. shows, and he did this show on basically the west bank of Baton Rouge, okay, at a plantation. Believe it or not, so it was in this like sort of, um, you know, sort of grand hall at this you know, this crazy old house. Uh, anyway, it was amazing. I think I was about seven years old, but, but I certainly remember the concert being amazing, but there's a picture of me. So I, being a baseball fan and growing up, going to LSU games, I used to hound people for autographs. So there's a picture of me at seven in my dorky little glasses and, and, you know, in like my Sunday best kind uh-huh. of, you know, a little dorky, uh, you know, polo shirt and, uh-huh. and asking Dr. John for his autograph. And he's there with his hat. The picture is perfect because his hat is pulled over his eyes in the picture, just like you would imagine, you know? And uh, so there's a great visual evidence of, of me now, going to that gig. Now, did he ask you to score you. for him at that time? <laughs> yeah, he, he thought uh, it would be a good idea. You know, no one would suspect me. Yeah, exactly. kind of thing. Seven, right. eight-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, and my dad was over. You know, and he's your dad's a doctor, right? Right, right. So he's got right. the good oh. stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know? He's, he's got a good right arm. Right. Yeah, so yeah. this he is can... the part where we shouldn't tell the end of the story. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. Uh, and the rest is history. <laughs> I'm not a felon, Manny. Don't out me on this podcast. Not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah, I was, but very lucky. I feel like to see, and I saw Doctor John several times when I was quite young, and and. I feel very lucky that I got to do that, you know. So, so you already had the the bug to play that kind of music. What? How did you start learning to play that music? Just from records, or did you have a teacher that uh, that could hip you to that kind of stuff? My teachers were more classical and heavy jazz teachers. I had a great teacher in high school, Dr. Willis Deloney, who's who's at LSU now, um, and it was heavy. Um, straight ahead jazz okay. kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I really was doing and i was really interested in that at that time and i was not interested in playing in the new orleans tradition okay. really at all and when i was in high school and so i really only a little bit later did i start trying to play shit like james booker and dr john you know okay. I, I it was almost like a sacred cow to me a little bit yeah like uh it was uh something you 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 weren't sure you you were prepared to dive into exactly and and for some reason i thought that it was that like I could be the next Herbie Hancock or whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that seemed like logical. More, more attainable. Yeah, yeah, more attainable for for whatever reason. Interesting. Uh, so that's what I was really focused on at that time in my life. So it really wasn't until I was in my twenties that I really dove into to that 
now what to all those records that I listened to my whole life, really. Right. Now, what high school did you go to? In it's Baton funny. Rouge? I, I grew up in the public school system in Baton Rouge, but I went to Catholic high school in in, in Baton Rouge. You know, it's like, like the Jesuit of Baton Rouge. Right, right. Because they, you know. they do have a, a terrific uh, uh, high school uh band program is that baton rouge high yeah baton rouge high is one yeah there's a good baton rouge high is the uh is the arts magnet school okay now it's just across the street from, from oh Catholic, okay is, or, is that you know, where simon lott went simon went to baton rouge okay, they had like yeah. bobby, and campo, and bobby campo was the teacher, teacher yeah, correct, right right correct. but you didn't go there i did not go there but you knew those guys at that time you knew simon already at, uh, luckily i did we all met um you know, this is the part of the story where uh, M's Cafe comes into. I don't know if you ever went to M's in Baton Rouge, but no. it, it was basically uh, this woman, Marion Pickett, who had a was really trying to do like a listening club in Baton Rouge, which was a tough sell. And she was like really, uh, I don't know, militant is quite the word, but she was very dedicated to the idea that people in Baton Rouge could go to a jazz show and shut the fuck up and listen to the music at a bar. And she would kick people out for talking in the middle of sets and shit like that. But but it was, um, she was a champion of young musicians, including me and Simon and a lot of other people. And uh, I, another thing that I'm grateful for, that that space was available to us as, as high schoolers, you know. Right. And we started playing with all these great musicians that are all, not only with each other, our peers of the same age, but great master musicians who kind of took us under their wing. Like Wessel Anderson and uh -huh. and Roland Garan and people like that, you right? Know, who, who were willing to could see that we had something going and, and hired us for gigs and, and stuff. You know? nice. so I'm very lucky to have done that as a teenager. You know? Yeah, man. You know those kind of formative experiences. Yeah. Was, you know, if if you don't have that, you still could have been pursuing it, but it, it wouldn't have been uh, as easy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, wouldn't. Oh man! So at least I got you know I didn't grow up going to second lines and you know kids who grow up in New Orleans they go to Noka or they you know they're heavy in the they grow up playing in their family's brass band or whatever right. like trombone or you know or lots of people um, I didn't have that kind of experience but there was a, an analog in Baton you know nice lucky that that was available. So, so when do you come here? I moved here in two thousand one. All right, so that's. All right, so you're That's after college or skip college? Yeah, I, 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 I briefly attended a fancy music school and dropped out after uh, not so much time. Okay. Now, I uh, back to Louisiana. Now, we, we had uh, had someone on. They were talking about the, the school of improvisation. Uh, oh, interesting. In, uh, now, did you go to that? That must have been Simon, huh? Or uh, it was actually uh, Dan, Brad Walker Dan Ostriker. Oh, Dan Ostriker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and he, he mentioned that, uh, I think he mentioned that you had... had uh, well, one of my teachers at Eastman, Ralph Alessi, who's a really oh, wonderful oh, trumpet player. Okay. I did go to Eastman briefly. Right. And uh, he decided that the uh, sort of college jazz... He rightly decided that the sort of college jazz system is highly flawed. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to do things that were more like workshop type ideas so he started this thing called the school for Im improvisational music or improvised music whatever sim right. sim and so yeah i was again another great lucky thing that i the first organizations of that thing and we're talking about like heavy downtown new york city jazz right people in that world right who were doing these workshops with all us little you know runts who wanted to play that kind of music because dan know. was saying it totally changed his yeah. concept of everything oh and, for sure for and, sure and that he relies on stuff he learned there you know that, that uh 
changed the course. Absolutely. Ralph, I mean, Ralph played in Steve Coleman's band. I mean, we're getting kind of esoteric, but this is, you know, like really heavy, you know, sort of creative jazz, quote unquote, free improvisers and great composers. And, and we have, we'd have these two, three hour workshops with them at the Knitting Factory was the first nice. where it was. Like they let Ralph use the space during the day. So we were there just, you know, at this iconic, you know, the Knitting Factory right. when it was downtown in Manhattan. Um, you know, iconic venue where we were all, where we all wanted to get, you know, oh. that's where we wanted to be. We wanted to be, it's like the CBGB of, of jazz, you know, that of, of jazz music, improvised music, right. basically for those right. who don't know. So it was another uh, very lucky stroke. Again, yeah, yeah very yeah. lucky stroke. Man, oh man. So, For sure. so that was, uh, then you come to New Orleans? Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you hit the ground running. You get to New Orleans. What do you think about uh, living here and, uh, and you know, working in those? Now, I think I might have met you shortly after that. I uh, think so, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you recall this. The first time we met, oh, wow. uh, Doug Garrison had recommended you because me and Glenn Styler had our, oh, had our, shit. Uh, yeah, of course. our clergy band going at that. They were working on that. Of and, course. Now and, I rem- uh, yeah, that was the first we, time we met each other, right? Invited yeah, invited you over shit. to the apartment. Uh, I think you, you in Metairie, came, yeah. in, came very late to I think I chastised you slightly for Great. being late. And, uh, I, I, but what I, hopefully I, most, I learned my lesson. What I mostly remember is that you came in there and Brent and I were, had been like, you know, uh, chain smoking for the entire day yeah. and he had two cats and you immediately oh, went into a huge so uh, allergic reaction. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> that uh, your your like, eyes wow, and nose not, were running the whole time. Yeah. Uh, what did yeah. I get myself I into? Really, yeah. <laughs> and, and this was in a, it, he, Glenn lived in a, a like a, kind of shitty apartment block in Metairie or, or, yeah, yeah, or like Cam- maybe. Camelot apartments. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah well, right there in Metairie. Right, 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 right. And we we're playing all these demos for you and playing like Mike Garson examples yeah. for you, playing Aladdin Sane solo and saying, this is what we want you to play like. <laughs> What's amazing is I had never checked out David Bowie really, not that much. And uh-huh. that cha- that was amazing because after that I was like, holy fucking shit, this music is amazing. You got turned on to Mike Garson. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all those records, I didn't really. I knew some of the hits, but I didn't. I'd never done a deep dive on that right. music, and so thank you. That oh, was, you're welcome. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. we never even did a gig. I don't think. No, 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 no. Because you kind of you fucked off, and and uh, you know, <laughs> that's and then, probably true. Then then uh, no, guilty I think as I, charged. I, I called you. I called you, and you're like, well, you know, I have to think about uh, how much time I have to devote, and I'm playing with these guys. I think there was there was a kind of a hotshot uh, uh, modern jazz group right. based out of UNO that you had just joined, and right, uh, right, right, playing around at the time. I was like, no, I get it. You know, you can't can't do everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So did, w- did you ever end up doing any gigs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we, okay. Yeah, we played gigs. I think uh, Dave Ellington wound up being. Oh, great. Our, okay. Our, uh, My impression is that that never happened, but it's just because I didn't. You weren't. It didn't happen with I you. Said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I was honest though. I don't sure, know much sure, sure. time. No, no, no. That was that was, that was uh, I, right? I respected you. You were answer. late tonight too. Yeah, <laughs> I got here at like seven thirty-three. Yeah, the show starts at seven <laughs> thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in rough shape today, guys. Anyway, um, Manny, uh, I think we're late to take our break. Actually, are we? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were having such a riveting conversation. Oh no, we're going to get back uh, to it. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, Manny, tell the people what's going on. Oh uh, well. The- BC? Yes. Can I call you that? Absolutely. BC? Yes. 
Um, we're going to take a break. Fantastic. The nation knows the drill. We're going to fill up uh, on some libations, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about uh, things. Great. That we'll do some, uh, as Renee calls it, what do you call it? Uh, some housekeeping. Housekeeping, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we're going to get past the housekeeping. Yeah, and, uh, and then we'll get, get back, back to, to you. you. That's good. I just burped into the microphone just That's in case anyone right. caught that. If you smell right. these mics, you can tell they, they, they have it's been clean. It's happened before, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, we'll be right back. with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am yeah. Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, yeah. Mr. BC, Brian Coogan. That's good. Yeah. Now, uh, BC, I, I know you're a busy guy and you don't really have time to uh, devote to the Troubled Men podcast outside of your devotion tonight, which we do appreciate. But uh, uh, if you had been listening to the show, you would know that uh, we, we've, we've had a, a checkered history with uh, sponsors. Yes, yes, as you might imagine, and uh, we're we're back to our original sponsor, which is you want to tell about the original sponsor, Loose Change, baby. Yeah, baby. Loose Change is everywhere. People have it. It's true. You probably have some right now. I might. You might in your car, in your pocket, you know, between the seats of your uh, couch. Might be going through your pockets a little bit later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, but loose change is everywhere. And the troubled nation knows that... uh, We rely on loose change. We rely on uh, on loose change because it... it's a listener-sponsored operation. Yeah, it gets us going uh, through. Uh, uh, keeps the, the drinks flowing, you know. Yeah. We, uh, Feed the kitty, baby. Feed yeah, yeah, the, the kitty. The, right. And, and, you know, the uh, um, podcast ho- hosting services aren't free. So, yeah. uh, you keeps know. The, uh, we've had sponsors before, but they've, uh, I guess we've rubbed them the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, they've yeah, left. Yeah. 
Right. Well, no longer to sponsor but us. The, but the trouble like nation. Pampers used to sponsor uh, us. Mm-hmm. Pampers diapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made. Are some, you wearing? Are you a? No, I made Are you some, also a member? No, I, I made some <laughs> adult. Club, remember those? I, I, I think I said uh, uh, I made some adult diaper joke or something. And, and that was that, huh? That was it. They, did, they wow. pulled out. Uh, yeah. They pulled out. <laughs> pulled right Trojan out. condoms was a sponsor of uh-huh. ours, and they pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> never can be too yeah, sure. Exactly. Right, 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 but right, now yeah, we yeah. have loose chains. Loose chains has always been there from the beginning. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for for those of you uh, you know looking to support the podcast uh, again, it's a lif- listener supported operation. We have the uh, the PayPal and the Venmo links there, and the 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 uh, show notes of every show, and on the Facebook page right there in the, that pinned post. So you can, uh, you know, support the podcast, buy us uh, a drink, uh, you know, uh, support the, uh, the cocktail fund. And, uh, you buy know, us some new microphones. Uh, or, yeah. Some well, new headphones, even. Yeah, there you Maybe go. it's the fact that you just don't like these headphones, Manny. Well, these are brand new headphones. We just Ooh, we just got really? these. We just added these to the to oh. the to the collection of of, uh, of our equipment. Yeah, I, but I, I don't uh, know why we need them. But a, a, anyway, anyway, moving beyond the headphones, Jesus. Um, Callback. So it's uh, in the industry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, so while you're at it, uh, while you're at that, that Facebook page, you know, you can uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, you know, share these uh, these podcasts with your friends. You, too, can be a troubled man. And, uh, and Or you can listen to the troubled man anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, jeez, uh, you're getting me off my Sorry, train of thought here and oh, i was gonna say yes uh rate uh review and subscribe to the uh to the podcast wherever you're listening to the podcast you know give us five stars doesn't matter what you think about it just give us those five there stars and uh we ha- we still have the troubled men podcast t-shirts going out now in two styles one that says uh troubled men podcast and one that just says troubled men so you know it's uh whatever whatever uh see i don't understand your skirt that up. in some ways so we, we've decided to do the shirts that says, just say troubled men Right, because okay. some people like that. Because it, it, again, Brian was talking about the mystique, you know. So you're, you're, uh, you know, if people say troubled men podcast, in some people's mind, they're thinking, well, that just that says it all, you know. But uh, if it just says troubled men, it might, mm. you know, pique someone's interest, and they would come. And go, I know, what and then is they would start men? talking to you, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, see, I don't want that. Well, <laughs> not you, because you're, you're not going to be wearing one. But it's, no, uh, I'm the, not going to be wearing the, one. The listeners, uh, you know, might. But might, in time for the holidays. Yes, yes. You know, especially yeah. for Chanukah yes. and Christmas. Chanukah. And uh, the Maccabees will, uh, will be Quanta, wearing. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, you know, I think, and, uh, uh, you know, Chinese New Year's coming up, yeah. uh, all kind of things. And um, every every race has troubled people. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you know. it's it's a uh, it's a truism. I mean, it's a consistency across all yeah. the all the races. You we know, are a troubled, uh, troubled species. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, we are. And uh, but you know, speaking of of, of troubled people, our old buddy uh, Brant Ryder uh, popped up recently. Uh, he was a former another. You okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you okay. There? Yeah, yeah. Another. F- Former uh, sponsor who who uh, you know kind of fell out of the out of the the, the orbit because but, uh, he got arrested. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, allegedly, yeah, he but got, uh, yeah, he was in New Jersey uh, flagging down somebody. I don't. I don't right, know right. Happened. Well, so so now he's back and he's not not ready to, to be a sponsor. But if you want to help out a friend of the, the the podcast, he's got the the Great Escape Baking Company. They're making the the uh, Delta Eight cookies and uh, oh, yeah. brownies. Oh and yeah, stuff, right? dog yeah. treats. 
yeah. and he's got the the healing dragon. Oh, uh, the healing dragon's uh, topical, great. Topical I use ointment. it. I use it. It's fabulous. And uh, if you're a, if you have arthritis and you're a piano player, mm-hmm. right? This is what I've been told. You're a yeah. piano player. Correct. Correct. You know, and how you do you exercise that? your fingers? You just crack your knuckles, or do you? You know, uh, use some uh, butt deodorant. But it's all butt deodorant. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you might want to try the healing dragon. But anyway. Okay, great. Uh, healing dragon. Uh, Should we know, say that again? Uh, healing dragon. Well, yeah, well healing so, dragon. so, uh, so, Brant, as a favor to the show, uh, you know, ha- has that uh, troubled one five uh, promo code that yes. he'll give you fifteen percent off of anything you get there, and we'll. And I think we'll, it's free shipping, or no? Uh, I th- uh, who knows? So we'll I figure it know. out. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll put that uh, that link in the show notes as well for the uh, Great Escape Baking And don't have it delivered to your home. Have it delivered to your office. Because people will steal it. Mm-hmm. You know, they might. Plus, you provide some anonymity there as there well. There you go, exactly. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. He probably puts it in a brown paper envelope there you uh, go. box or something. I don't know. But uh, that's probably about it for the housekeeping. <laughs> so okay. back to you, Mr. Brian Coogan. Manny, B- tell, me, tell me truthfully, am I the most boring guest that's been on this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, okay, no, okay, 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 okay. No, don't even get me started with that. Nor, okay. nor the most depressed. By yeah. Either. Oh, well, you caught me on a, you caught me on a good day. When we were during Up the night, pandemic... Yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah, you doing, were on the phone. Yeah, we were doing it you know, remotely. See, I was, I was you know, okay. he's at his house, I'm at my house. Yeah, you, yeah. And the guests like we were all doing house. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it, that sucks. I mean, there were some shows where I, I basically just fell asleep. <laughs> And Renee can attest to it, but we're not going to name those guests. Okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. no. Mo- I would like to. Maybe I'll do that later. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I have no idea. Maybe just have a roast. It is the end of the year. You could do like Sis- yeah. Remember Siskel and Eber would do yeah. the worst of the year yeah, movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that could be your vibe. Yeah, worst guest uh, of the year. Yeah. Most, most of them have. <laughs> the, the, the year's the, not up. That's <laughs> true. The, the vast majority of them have been fantastic. You Great. Know, you, you can't. Uh, every show can't be your best show just by the nature of things. Yeah. One hundred percent true. Every guest can't be your best guest. True. So, you know, some are some are better than others. But th- here's the thing: looking at you, Aurora Neeland. Yeah. Uh, no, just kidding. No, Aurora was terrific. She man. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you, you just never know what's going to happen on the podcast. You know, you, yeah. Some people on paper, you think that's going to be a great guest, and then for whatever reason, it doesn't pan out. Some people, you think, uh, you know, and then they're fantastic. So it's a uh, great. It's it's always a surprise. Well, it's kind of like the the awards. You know, they 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 uh, they have a tribute to all the people who died in their industry this past year. Sure. You know, you I could always, do that that tribute yeah, screen thing. I, I've always thought it would be great to have a tribute to the people who should have died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the past uh-huh. year, Some uh-huh. suggestions for next year. Yeah. That seems like right up your alley. Yeah. Well, no, dude, I got a list. Kind of a. I, I got. A well, list. I have I a don't pool, doubt it. Like celebrity death. <laughs> really pool. don't I think doubt somebody's it. Somebody's doing that already. Yeah. But, uh, it's a. It's a. It's but a fun, anyway, it's a fun so game. get back to you. Yes. Back to. Okay. Back to. You're Brian. a piano player. Correct. And so, you're a keyboard player. What's the difference? Well. <laughs> I said, shit, I thought, I was don't like, something witty will happen if I just open my mouth and it just didn't. Or What's the, the difference? Keys or the same amount of keys? Well, they're all keys. I mean, they're all But one's keyboards. heavier than the other? This is kind of an interesting question. Let me try that again. This is kind of an interesting question because uh, the piano and the, and, and the organ are two very different instruments, even though they are controlled by this same interface, which is the familiar black and white keys. Right. Well, now, since you mentioned that, let me cut you off. And, yeah, please. And, and uh, 
you know, you're a trained piano player and, mm. and you play beautifully. Like as I hear you play, you, you know, right no matter what you're playing, you can tell that you have the you've spent the time on the on the the repertoire, the classical literature. You know, you you have you have a, get a beautiful sound out of the piano. Um, uh, Thank you. You know, you're also a very funky guy, but but then the B3, as you're saying, mm. like that's what you're talking about. The way yeah. you say the organ, it's that right, really right, right. is a monster unto itself. Now, Truly. now, where do you where do you uh, you know get your get your bones as they Man, are, you know, on the B3? I just bought one when I was about 22 or something. I okay. was like, I want to play this fucking instrument, and I'm just gonna get one, and I did. From a really great keyboard player in Baton Rouge that you'll never know about. He's one of the great... Say his name anyway. Andy Bourgeois. All right, shout uh, out he, to Andy Bourgeois. A-A-B, what's up, baby? Uh, he, he had largely moved to just playing one of the portable rigs, and, I was uh -huh. like, and he was selling his, his A100 in Leslie, okay. and I bought it from him. Uh, and I was just like... I, I borrowed money from my parents, actually, to do it. Nice. And, uh, and who do you start listening to on the B3? Who, who are your, uh, your big influences? Well, obviously, Jimmy Smith, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, I started in jazz world. I mean, I, you know, the B3 is so ubiquitous, SAT word, uh, in, in popular music of the 60s and 70s. You know, it's just, there's so many. Sure. Great, you know, like, just so, so that instrument in pop and R&B music in addition to the sort of jazz tradition, Jimmy Smith, Lonnie Smith, uh, John Medeski. Welcome to the Chicken influence. Shack is one of the oh, greatest yeah. albums ever. Oh, man, that's me. that's the shit. Man. That album is amazing. And he did 20 records that sound exactly, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they I, had a winning formula yeah, and he just right. kept doing it and they're all so fucking good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, those f sort of funky records, Lou Donaldson with Lou, with Lonnie Smith and, and those, those great, that style, sort of blue note the organ players. Booker T also? Oh, I, oh of course, absolutely. Right. Uh, well, the, the other part of the story that I didn't get to earlier was yeah, that sorry, my... Uh, my family my father there there was no greater otis redding fan in on the planet than my dad he nice. had like framed pictures of otis redding around his so office so you grew up like here that. in that stack stuff yes nice man heavy heavy memphis uh influence in addition to the new orleans stuff and you know in, in that time when music was more um it's still very present in hip-hop today where but in popular music back then, that each city had its own style, you know, like regionalism. Still, regionalism, still, yeah, uh, still flourish. very much existed in pop music and R and B. Right. You know, there was New Orleans, there was Memphis, Detroit, Philly, Philly soul, yeah, uh, Southern California, Northern California, New York. You know, every every different place. So it's really interesting to listen to it from those ears and just be like, wow, everybody had their own thing. And you were digging into that, all that. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. Like the <laughs> right? internet and social media has killed that in a way. Like I said, I think it's still it, that exists in hip hop. Yeah, I think I now think so. because each different. But hip hop is hate, though. They hate each other, don't they? Uh, you know, West Coast, East Coast. I remember all that shit. Yeah, no. I mean, I was just talking know? to a friend the other day about how tragic it is that it, it had to rise to the fact to to the point that. Biggie and Tupac both died at such young ages because of this, the bravado of it all, rather right. than the artistry, you know what I mean? And we lost two incredible artists in well, their I 20s, think, you know? I think, I think the 80s hip-hop and rap were very peaceful and stuff like that, because I remember growing up in L.A., and then I lived in New York when our, um, Run DNC came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I used to go to some of their shows. Amazing. And there was still... There was still 
violence then, just like there was with NWA shows at the shows. It was still now. I don't know if yeah. it was East Coast, West Coast at the time, or just maybe because it's kind of it was kind of gang and you know just different neighborhoods, yeah, guys, sure. guys all being yeah. at the same show. Yeah, yeah, right, so exactly. Still neighborhood beefs coming out. Yeah, right. just the it, it, the regular shit. Think, yeah, I don't think uh, rap to me today. I my daughter listens to it. And it's, I think it's awful. You have a daughter? Yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. You want her number? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that escalated quickly. Uh, I don't know. How old is your daughter? She is a senior in high school. Wow. Right now. Okay. And amazing. Um, what, who's her favorite? Who does she like? Dude, I couldn't tell you right okay. now. I mean, it was like two years ago. She was listening to El, uh, SoCal stuff like uh, Sublime and things like. Oh, that. okay, yeah. That. And now, and then it turned into Minsky. And of course, there's the pop stars that she went to the concerts and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And now she's listening to this, this Latin rap well. that um, it's n- none of it's in English, mm-hmm. and she's digging it. Like reggaeton kind of beat. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert myself. The only thing I know is she's a teenager, so me and my wife are sleeping in shifts right now. Hurt. That's basically it. Hurt. You know. So, but she's a good kid. Sure, sure, sure. Saw her last week. Yeah, she seems lovely. Great. Where did you see her last? When I was dropping those headphones off to your house. Here the headphones. I know. I know. We didn't plan this, folks. Another callback. Um, so, so Brian, uh, so you're, you're, uh, you're in Why New are you Orleans? surprised I have a daughter? You <laughs> 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 <He> stumped him. <laughs> BC, come on, BC. I'm surprised someone had sex with you. Is that, is that too, <laughs> is that too forward? <laughs> oh, a lot of people have had sex. Oh, yeah, sex. no, man. Uh, man I don't sad. really want to get into it, but yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, that's great. to some of the Listen, earlier shows. Yeah, Renee can yeah, attest, yeah, yeah, Renee yeah. can attest yeah, yeah, that yeah, women absolutely. dig me. You know what's oh, funny yeah. about this podcast? Sorry, can I just interject? Yeah, I know you want to get on No, no, no. You know what's funny? Because I've, I've, I've toured with the iguanas. And so... I've been, you know, we spent van rides together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what's funny about that dynamic uh-huh. is that you, it, this is my impression. Sure. Anyway. He's a Renee, oh, yeah. Renee is kind of the shit stirrer in that dynamic, right? Because right? Doug and Rod and, and Joe are also chill. Right. Joe particularly is so personable and, and get along and, and Rod and Doug are so chill. Right. That when I was in the van with you would kind of be, and you're like smart and opinionated, and you'd be like, "No, man, it's like fucking this," and you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Which was great. There was like a lot of really great animated conversations that you know. But what's funny about this dynamic is you're the straight man, and Manny is the shit stirrer <laughs> yeah, in yeah. this dynamic. So yeah. it's really interesting to just. This is a magic trick that we did. Yeah, yeah I see that. I see that. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. Uh, but, uh, the yeah, ones yeah. I've listened to, like you're just stirring all kinds of shit with people. I'm an. I'm pointing at Manny right yeah. now. No, this I'm this a, is a podcast that makes me seem like the nice one. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's amazing. A, it's a magic well, trick. Well, no. we contain multitudes. Listen, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. He approached me with this idea. What? Three years ago, whatever. Five years ago. Five years ago? Jesus. <laughs> Haven't made a fucking dime off this shit. Anyway. Just hang on, man. F- five years ago. And I told him, I told him, I said, one thing only, don't edit me. Uh-huh. Do not edit me. And I was, I'll do this thing if you don't edit me. Fair. And it took him a while to learn because he did edit me a few times. Uh-huh. And I called him on it. 
But I don't think he's edited me yet uh, since because I really don't listen to shows anymore. So I have no idea if he's edited. <laughs> no, me no. Yet. Well, you know, we we, we try to yeah. try to uh, you know keep anybody from getting hurt. But at some point, uh, we're people all, need good. to get we're hurt. All, we're all going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. gets their also ass true. kicked out once in a while. Life is pain, right? Yeah. Everybody's got to learn sometime. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Remember that one? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dirty Harry, right? No, uh, no, yeah, yeah, no. sure. Yeah. Magnum Force, right? Oh, I have okay. no idea. Deep callback. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Okay, I well, uh, well, back to you and your music oh, career. Great. <laughs> How interesting. He's not interested <laughs> in this music. No, I. I don't know. I just wanted to talk great. about because uh, I, I know yes, you, please. You've played in all these these New Orleans bands. You know, you've toured with uh, John Ellis and Double Y. Oh, yeah, yeah. Been out on the road. Love you were you were in. Then uh, you were in this this group, Pretty Lights. That this guy came to New Orleans and sure uh, uh, got a, a bunch of uh, people over at Piety Studio that were called in, and you were one of them. And I guess you know that the guy worked in a kind of interesting way where he'd say. Uh, uh, play something. Uh, I mean, it's one of those guys that's like, uh, play something more orange. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's a good. Can you talk about that session? Well, yeah, orange. Derek isn't a trained musician, you know, so he's more of an. Um, he's more of an. How do you Sound describe sculptor. it? Yeah, or like, who are, who are these people? Like, uh, like, uh, like an art, kind of an artist that um, collage artist in a sense. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's he started off doing a lot of samples and and making those kind of constructions, but then he came to New Orleans and was using like live musicians, and that was to a little make bit of the a, samples. Right, yeah. that was a little bit of a transition for him, right? Yeah, it he was. Actually, an, wound up having a live band. Correct, and interestingly, he would take that. He would cut down these long, long bitches brew style, you know, Jams. 30, 45 minute things uh-huh. and would take two bars of all of that, uh-huh. cut that to vinyl and sample that. No shit. So that was really, that was really interesting. And, and my experience in that whole project was that the studio things were, were always really interesting. Um, whenever we did sessions, and I really loved working in that way. Mm-hmm. The the band itself was always a big struggle for me, just because we're playing these gigantic venues. It's very hard to connect uh, in this live setting. That's but the a, studio setting was really was really cool. That was a super popular act uh, in that yeah, genre in, in the like EDM would, world. Yeah, y'all would play uh, big uh, stadiums. And yeah, really, you know, yeah, huge uh, theaters, big festivals, and yeah, stuff. yeah, certainly and, the biggest. Most people I've ever played. So in when of. someone says make it sound orange, how do yeah. you take that? And what do you do? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> but but the 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 spirit of it was that it was exploratory. Uh, okay. You know, but, it's that idea that you can't play any wrong notes because eventually we're going to get to a vibe. Because I happened in my life got to meet one of my heroes, Joe Strummer from the Clash. Sure, I yeah. Got to be friends with That's him. That's cool. And he did some solo records in L.A. He recorded, mm-hmm. and I'd go and sit in on some sessions. And he, he would like the bass player would be putting his tracks down, and he'd say, "Lonnie, make it sound like grapes." <laughs> right, same yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What does say, that mean? Yeah. Wh- what does that mean? You know, Lonnie's going. What the fuck does that mean? Right. But I guess he pulled it off because it was. And then he would say things like, you know, make it sound like it's coming from the other side of the mesa. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> it's just a provocative. <laughs> it's a cool prompt, though, right? right it's like, right. oh, cool. I, well, I'll try to interpret whatever the fuck that means, you know. Yeah. And Derek and I worked really well together in that way because I he doesn't speak the jargon of music. He doesn't know a D minor from a you know a, a staccato. You know, he just right, doesn't right. know the jargon. And mm-hmm. so it was an interesting 
uh, position to be in to try to interpret. I got to know what he would mean, and uh-huh. so I would interpret it. Sort and of then, a code talker. Of yeah, it was almost like, um, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm as highfalutin to say that I was the musical director, because I wasn't, but something like that, where I, mm. Derek would come to me and say, can you get this say whatever you need to say to the other people because I don't know how to say it. Right. I know how to say, make it sound more orange. Uh-huh. It wasn't ever actually as abstract no, as that, but right. but you know what I mean? Like So that was an interesting project in that way because um, I was almost translating, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. So you guys were out there on the road doing yeah, that? Yeah, then, then he decided after that record, which, let me amend, I am not Grammy-nominated. I worked on that record, and it got nominated for a Grammy. Well, I shouldn't Brian, say that this I'm... is a very interesting point that you've brought up Oh, good, okay. Because, uh, and I'm in the same position where I've played on records that were Grammy-nominated and go. even won a Grammy. There you go. But, so, but I know other people who have in, been in the same situation, and they will have no qualms about saying I'm a oh, Grammy. Oh no, well it looks good I'm on your bio, that's for sure. Artist. I'm a Grammy nominating artist. Absolutely. Nominated artist, so anyway, it's uh I, I wouldn't claim that. If I ever get nominated for Grammy for something that I've done you'll myself, my it. own project. If you yeah. win, will you refuse It'll be like it. Marlon Brando, yeah. yeah right. I'm, I'm going to send <laughs> you in my place. There man. you go. That'd <laughs> be and you're going to say the plight <laughs> of... Uh, no, I'll, I'll say uh, BC would like to say thank you, but he'd rather say fuck you. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, that's that what I'm going to say for Let's you do that. when you win. I hope no one from the Grammy Foundation is listening <laughs> Don't worry, they're not. <laughs> um, a- anyway, but uh, yes. but so, yes, I understand yeah, yeah. Your, your, your feelings right. of, uh, you know, is like corn qualms about that because I, I have qualms myself but then you sure. know, a, as the person trying to build you up I, I don't have any qualms thank you no that's great that's great nominated. my mom is late thanking you right now nice nice yeah. so so you guys are out on the road yeah so he decided after this like he decided that? to put a band you, together you enjoy to do being the thing. out there uh, playing all those dates I mean because I like being on the road are you someone that likes being out on the road I don't think I really do anymore yeah I think at that point I was really excited I mean we were playing like Red Rocks and yeah. shit like that it's like what's well, not to like yeah no those some of the gigs were incre- you know just incredible right whatever you think of the music um, just the whole experience of it was was, you know, you just I've never played in front of you know, Red Rocks is very unique because it's for people who've never been there. It's very steep. It's when you're on the stage at Red Rocks, the the crowd almost feels like it's vertical in front of you. Right, and right. The seating, yeah, yeah. The, the seating, seating yeah. the amphitheater. You know, mm-hmm. you think it's flat and goes back. It's not. It's very steep, and that's a really unique experience to have all of those people like sort of right on top of you mm-hmm. and. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trade it. Who did you play there with? That was this band, Pretty Lights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty Lights. So it was very unique. I mean, it was very cool and very unique. I mean, that's that's a really cool venue, uh, obviously. Um, but uh, generally, yeah, I got pretty burnt on the road. Now, yeah. did you get tired of the road because Absolutely. it was hard to cop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Doctor John kept blowing up my phone. <laughs> you know, he's like. Where you at? <laughs> oh, Denver. Okay, I don't know. Talk to <laughs> talk to Smokey. I don't right, know. right, right, right. I have a funny story. Our friend Carlo Nuccio just passed. Yes. yes. May he rest in peace. Did he owe you money? Like thousands and thousands. Yeah, of dollars, he owed right? me money too. Thousands, but only of like eighty dollars, right? Yeah, now. he owed me like eighty bucks. So fuck that guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Carlo <laughs> was one of our great friends and a 
absolute character. And since we're talking about copying, this is an incredible Carlo Nuccio story. I, f- I figured your, Go on. your people might know. Oh, yeah. So Carlo said when he was on the road, which he was a lot, right. obviously with all these different people. But he uh, wasn't touring. He was just on the road. He was just, yeah, he was just sleeping <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. middle of yeah, Claiborne. Was, yeah. No, uh, he, would, he would get to a place and the band would check into the hotel. And he would immediately go over to the concierge and say, ah, oh, man, uh, you know, I'm a big runner. I'm a big jogger. And I like to get up in the morning, you know, before the sun's up and, and go for a jog, man. But I need a map. You got to tell me where to go and where not to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so the concierge said, oh, yes, of course. Uh, you definitely want to avoid this neighborhood. And the, and the concierge would be circling corners on the map. And immediately he would go to, to that place yeah yeah to try to cop when he was heavily addicted you know uh, Carl, oh, i was, I was like, no dummy God man damn that's clever yeah 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 he's a clever guy not the sure. healthiest of choice maybe but uh, but you know very uh, clever yeah yeah it saves a lot of time you know? and but he 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 laughed, you know late in life carlo was cleaned up and sounding great obviously and a great man and a great drummer great musician uh yeah, but so, still uh, clever. He had, had a lot of tips. But tips he loved telling those nation. stories, though, yeah. in, in a way that was like, it was almost, you know how people like telling war stories, you know, but he was a guy that like, it was always with a shrug, like, you know, that's what I was like. But, you know what I mean? It was always, he always sure. had a wry well, sense of what he, you know, me, of what that you know, life is like. Because I ran with Carlo in LA a little bit. Ah, there you go. And you know, he'd right always end mouth. up he'd always end up disappointing you, but you know, he'd always just say, I'm Carlo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is deeply it's so zen. I, I don't know. I miss yeah. Carlo. I, you know. Oh sure, we all do. We all miss Carlo. I miss Carlo, my eighty so. bucks, man. <laughs> you know. Well, as soon as you get your eighty, pass it on to me. Baby. <laughs> that's only no, it's not I'm obviously joking. Anyway, so anyway, uh, so, that's my so, so so then you're, uh, you're I digress. You're you're back in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You're 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 uh, you're playing your gigs in New Orleans, and and uh, I guess we're kind of getting to the the downslope of the podcast here. So let's let's talk about this uh, this residency at the Sound yes. Bar. How you've let's. been doing that for a few months. In fact, uh, it was uh, actually the one year anniversary oh, this week. Nice, mm-hmm. oh, happy anniversary! Thank you very much. So man, that's a that's a. Uh, it's uh, a solo gig? Yeah, it's just me and a piano and a microphone, yeah. Really? And I hold it just like this so I can only play with one hand. Now, <laughs> I see that you got a, is that a vaping or oh, vaping God. or e-cigarette? What is uh, this that? This is a bad road, man. You know, I was trying to get off the squares, cause, but I was only smoking like maybe three or four cigarettes a day. And I'm like, uh-huh. that's too much. And literally had never hit one of these. I'm holding up a vape pen for uh-huh. your listening audience. And now you Dude, can't take it out oh of my your mouth God, this, all day long. Now you know why the, all these teenagers are addicted to this shit. It's 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 wow. It's no, is that like a is that that's nicotine or not? It's nic- just nicotine. It's yeah. just pure. nicotine. I'm not a weed smoker, me. It's just pure nicotine. Well, it tastes like. Um, you now, know. why is that? You, you uh, doesn't agree. Weed doesn't agree with you. No, I, it's too much paranoid. In your head? Yeah, okay. I got the paranoid shit. So is this cheaper than buying a pack of smokes? It actually is, unfortunately. Because it lasts for fucking ever. They're I know, 5, but the, the problem with this stuff here... You don't have to go outside. You can yeah. just fucking do it all day long. Anyway, but sorry. You look lame. Yeah. I mean, cigarettes look cool. You're smoking a cigarette. That's cigar, true. But right. you look lame smoking that. I, I don't... 
I don't yeah. disagree. Well, the good thing is there's no carbon monoxide in that, so you're, it's you're, a little slightly. You're not giving yourself slightly, a emphysema, you know. So yes, you slightly. But the nicotine maybe. is still there, right? Yes. And the nicotine's the killer. Right? No, no, nicotine's not the killer. No, it's no. not the killer. No, no, no. It's the it's the tar it's, and the and, it's the, the, and the, the it's the addictive part. Carcinogens. Though, the it's the addictive shit, part, but but the carbon monoxide is the killer. That's the, the part that that ruins your lungs. Nicotine doesn't have any deleterious effects on your your uh, uh, well quit quit it man know, you don't man, look man. good doing it what well, can I say? Anyway. Good. Everything one day at a time one day at a time how old that's are you right, now right. i'm 43 43 yeah Correct. it's been nice knowing you tall drink of water yeah. too I, I meant to mention that to have brian i'm seven feet eight tall inches tall drink of water and <laughs> sensitive soul oh uh, that's sweet monday nights yes uh the idea i've always wanted to do a gig like this so i feel very again extremely lucky and i'm, I'm also like really involved in what's going on at the Saturn Bar. I run sound there as well. I fill in bartend. So like wow, I'm there really? a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I also, I feel very, very lucky to, to be a part of that community over there. It's really a cool scene, what's happening uh, since Phil and Heather bought the bar. Obviously, we know the Saturn Bar from the sure, Broyards owning it for, for 60 years. Right. And we all thought it was gone because they didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And uh, we all thought it was going to be, you know, the only other people who wanted to buy that place were were uh, real estate developers who wanted to make it condos and Airbnbs and shit. Right. And Phil and Heather went on a whim and were like, maybe we should go look at the Saturn Bar, you know? And they ended up buying it. And it's they kept all the great parts about the Saturn Bar and and fixed the bathrooms, which, you know, okay. you remember I how, thought were the greatest yeah, yeah. parts of the bar. You remember how those... God, it was maybe one of the worst bathrooms oh, in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, oh, uh, this bar here, oh. this bathroom here is one of the worst. Yeah, oh, right. dude, I was just in there. The old Saturn Bar bathroom was fought. Dude, train spotting. You ever ever seen train spotting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. That's yeah. what those bathrooms were like. It's yeah. like you were fishing for your, you know, drugs. Yeah. In a, yeah. Now, where is the Saturn Bar again? It's on St. Claude down in the okay. Lake Lake. Yeah. All right. St. Claude uh, at, uh, at like Cluett. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep. It says, uh, Malcolm Burns Studio is right down the street. That's correct. On the other yep. side of, uh, uh, made many records there. And yeah, Circle Bar would be the closest place to walk. But uh, yeah, they have... Uh, yeah, they still have the neon on the... They fixed the, the neon. Nice. That was one of the first nice. things they did. And it actually was a pretty easy fix. The, yeah. The, just the they Bailey just, and them just didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool. It looks great in there. And So, so, so you're... Come o- on down to the Saturn Bar. Yeah, folks. yeah. So, so you're over there. You're, you're I'm playing... I'm there on Monday nights, yeah. And I'm and there a lot of other nights as you're, well. You're playing a wide variety of music, like New Orleans piano styles, because, you know, we jumped yeah. over the fact that, you know, you had all this uh, jazz training, you know, and... and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, but, but you've... You've caught up with Fess and James Booker, and I think James Booker's birthday is in just a couple of days. It's like uh, he's still yeah. alive. No, no, oh. no, no. But his birthday is, you know, he's uh, he's dead. Yeah, you can't I think celebrate a birthday when sure you're you dead. Can. I think it's the seventeenth, if I'm not mistaken. It yeah. is the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. So, so you had a. Uh, was that yesterday you had a James Booker uh, tribute? I, I often do James Booker song. I'm not sure. No, I wasn't. Okay. It wasn't strictly a, a Booker oh, okay. tribute, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I often like to throw in a one or two a night, usually. Nice. And Booker has such a, uh, you know, Booker was a guy that, that you know, uh, had the whole fest thing, but he also had all this other background. He could go in, he could go into Debussy. Uh, yeah, I mean, huge inspiration just because he could go to any point in the history of music, basically, yeah. at any moment. You know, and that that is certainly a huge inspiration for this gig. I'm if I'm doing 002 percent of that on that gig, then I'm I'm happy because because Booker is you know he's the 
he's the king of that yeah. or the queen. Sure, of sure, that, yeah, yeah. Of he, that, he, he would uh, approve of that. Yeah, I hope that so. Characterization, yeah. yeah. Uh, like Dr. John, he's the best gay, one-eyed piano player New Orleans ever produced. You know, one-eyed junkie piano junkie, player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One-eyed piano genius. Yes, was the quote. Yeah, that, yeah, the yeah, New Orleans New ever produced. Ever produced. Uh, yeah, which is one hundred percent true. But you know, it's. Uh, I'm really, again, very lucky because I, I basically I can do whatever I want. Another big inspiration for that gig is John Cleary. Okay. I used to live in the Marigny and I'd walk over to DBA and John played there a lot uh, weekly. Same kind of thing. He's just playing songs and singing them and, and uh, playing that music and keeping it alive. That's what it's really, right. it's really about. But I think it would be, b- not boring, but it would be one-sided to just be doing that. So I try to throw in weird arrangements of pop songs and things like that you know and i know you're a huge student of popular music i've heard you sit down and like go through a bunch of steely dan stuff you know yeah play, yeah play it shit exactly like uh donald oh. fagan you know like uh have all the voicing that's hard and, but yeah well i mean just things like that yeah, yeah yeah i i admire your dedication to the the actual thing like it's you, you know you don't have a bar band approach to any of this music you dig way deep you understand hopefully you know, so all the cool shit that that really makes it what it is now if i came to your show on monday and i requested that you do a liberace song wow. would you do it you can play in that style. So Brian's a guy you can go like, because I've done this on on. I'm like asking record. him. I'm not asking <laughs> you. <laughs> Sorry. No, Renee, I'll let you talking. take this one, Renee. <laughs> I was going to say, because Brian, you can say like, Brian, could you play this one like George Shearing? You can like, like block chords with the melody on top. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can play like that. You go, can you play like McCoy, Tyner on this one? You know, like uh, stacked, uh, stacked force on, on, in the right hand. You go, yeah, yeah, I can do that. It's fucking amazing, man. Oh, that's, that's cool. I Well, the Liberace question. I, I would have to learn. I've never learned any Liberace. Well, songs. that's a shame. Dude. I should, probably should. Yeah, huh? should. Yeah, he and Fats were good friends. I, I, yeah. yeah, and and, and Booker loved John Liberace. Were lovers, weren't they? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, they were lovers. Liberace copped for him and everything. <laughs> well, Vegas. I love man. that story when Booker. They asked him to do a play. You know the show One More Time, One More Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it became a yeah, Broadway, yeah, but it was originally it, produced in New Orleans at the Toulouse Theater. Toulouse Theater, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they asked James Booker, the late 70s, asked him if he would play before and at the intermission and after. Mm-hmm. And they got a grand piano into that front room at, at what is now, again, the Toulouse Theater since right. Benjamin and them. Was One-Eyed Jacks one Eye Jack, Shim Sham yeah, before that. Right. And he said, and they were like, I don't think he's going to do this gig. And his one stipulation, they're like, oh, what's it going to be? He's like... If I can have a candelabra, <laughs> a really fancy candelabra on the piano, I'll do it. And they were like, okay. Nice. There you go. Isn't that crazy? Nice. He did this. Yeah. Yeah. It was like every night for a while, you know. Priorities, man. Playing yeah, right yeah. in the. F- yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, to speak to Liberace point, you right. know, the fanciness of, of it can be a the thing. The grandeur. Right, so ba- yeah, basically, exactly. what you're saying, you're not going to do. A, if, I, if I say play some Liberace, you're not going to do it. Well, I, well, no, this is what I say. If I don't know a song and it's requested, I say, I'll learn it. If you come back next week, I'll learn You know, if you want to come back next week, I'll learn Is there a cover this for this There's game? no cover charge and oh, there really? are red wow. beans and rice. Yeah. Holy moly. Uh, there is a tip jar and okay. cold drinks at the bar. Nice, right. nice. Now, where yeah, is this great. place again? It's, it's on Saturn. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, far, but I'm it's worth the trip. Uber there, then, right? Yeah, it's a pretty. Stiff, I'm gonna it's have a to stiff, Uber there, and I don't stiff. have an Uber account. 
we'll not get anymore. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They yeah. suspended him. Uber dropped you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dropping me. Wow. Anyway, uh, anyway, it's a really fun time, and and I, I like the idea that 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 old New Orleans music. First of all, I, I hope that I am upholding the tradition of keeping that music alive. One. And two, that that music can live side by side with lots of other kinds of things. It could be an Amy Winehouse song. It could be a Ray Charles song. It could be a Beatles song. It could be a, you know, Britney blo- Spears. Sure, if it if it if I could find a cool song and make a cool arrangement of it. That's what that's what I'm always looking for. I mean, I try a lot of things that don't work. Not on the gig. I mean, in my right. just in my yeah. own you know process. You know, things that don't work. It's like, oh, that'd be cool. I want to try that, and it sucks, and I don't do it. You know. But if it works, I'll bring it in, and, and often, you know, I'm surprised by what the result can be. Nice. And nice. it's also, it's, it, it, the funny thing about a weekly gig is, and you know this, Renee, and you probably know this, Manny, is that every single one of them, and even set to set, are so different, just based on, and there's no cover, so anyone can come in, just based on who's in the room and what the vibe is, like what everybody's now, doing. Now, is there security at this place? Yeah, I, I beat you up if you... T- <laughs> I have to jump up from the piano <laughs> and... Uh, no, I'm just saying someone might want to shiv me. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you are in the Ninth Ward, after yeah. all. Yeah, well, that's it. It's near the Dye Water. They might have a good reason. The, the Dye Water. Wow, I've it never heard that. It is in the Dye Water. It, and yeah. it is on the, the homicide of St. Claude. It's yeah, on yeah, that yeah. side, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, great. I'm, it sounds like we really sold this to your yeah, audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, no, I'm going to be over there, man. It's, uh, oh, please do. Yeah, it's it's really chill. I mean, the great thing about the Saturn Bar, too, is I'm sure you're trying to wrap this up, but there's that front room and then the back room. So you can really just chill in the front and have a drink and talk and whatever you want to do. Or if you want to come in the back and sit, and there's the balcony, too, and Get you can dirty. sit up there. But and where are you playing? In the front? Or no, I'm in the back. I'm in the oh, back. Oh, you're in the back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a porch now. That did you ever know that there's a porch at the Saturn Park? Uh, I did. There was. I a, used to use it for a toilet. There you go. Yeah. Well, now it's hopefully up. you won't do that anymore. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, they had a doorway out to the outside, just uh, sheetrocked over, and oh. never used it. Okay. And when Phil and Heather took the sheetrock out, it's like, oh, this is a door out to the little kid, so you can go outside to it. It's, I mean, it's a cool vibe, is what I'm trying to say. Nice. nice. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, you see, Brian, this uh, turned out to be... This uh, is great. Ha- had, ...had no shortage of things to talk about, I did thank we? God. I hope we didn't bore your audience to death. Oh, no, no. This is a very lively episode. Excellent. Okay. And, uh, well, thank you so much, oh, Brian. Oh, my pleasure. You've my been, pleasure. Uh, fantastic, man. And, uh, you know, as you all... You don't of- seem that tall to me. We are he's, sitting down. He's sitting okay. down. Yeah, yeah. He's right. mostly you, you also don't seem that tall. Man. Oh, I'm not tall. <laughs> no, I'm not tall at all. No, but, uh, not Brian's tall. mostly legs. Um, True. And you're a leg man, right? I am a leg man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See, I've never been a leg man because I have my own legs. Yeah. Why, sure, do, sure, why sure. would it be a leg man? I heard. You can never have too many. Anyway, uh, Brian and uh, Manny, as always, on the Trouble Men podcast, we like to say trouble never ends. But the headphones continue. More trouble every day. Good night. Good night. Good night.